Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we will be taking a different approach to our study. This study may be a little shorter and more devotional. I hope you will bear with me as I reflect on the heart of this letter to the Philippian believers. If possible, open your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 3 and join me for The Heart of a Servant. As we get ready for our study today, let's prepare our hearts by going to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for Paul and his transparency. I thank you for the way that he writes. He pours his whole heart, his whole soul, holds nothing back as he writes. And Father, you are pleased to use him as your tool, as your vehicle for your inspiration. He not only writes to the believers in Philippi, but he writes to us as well. Help us, Father, to understand what it is to be a servant and to understand the deep desires of a servant, a true servant. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Philippians chapter 3, we come to verse 7. And in verse 7, Paul says this, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Now when Paul says this, we need to understand Paul's history a little bit. Paul has just completed writing to the Philippian believers and saying that the Christian, Jew or Gentile, is the true circumcision. We are the ones who worship God in the Spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we put no confidence in the flesh. Then Paul lists his resume. He says, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Now, Paul's not exaggerating here. Paul is really looking back at his life at what he was prior to Jesus Christ and what he gave up. He had been exactly what the Jews wanted a Pharisee to be. He was circumcised the eighth day under the law. He was of the chosen people, the stock of Israel. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. In other words, he wasn't a token Jew. He was deeply committed to being completely Jewish. He was a Jew of the Jews. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He was what a Jew was supposed to be. Concerning the law, he wasn't a Sadducee, a liberal. He was a Pharisee, a legalist. He believed in the law with all of his heart. Concerning zeal, he persecuted the enemies of the Jews. He persecuted the church. Those are his words. His passion wasn't token. His passion was zealous, tremendous, intensive. Concerning the righteousness which is in the law, in other words, whatever righteousness you can have by obeying the law, meticulously listening and doing exactly what the law says, he says concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Now that may sound prideful, but Paul's not being prideful. Paul's being accurate. Then he says in verse 7, But what things were gained to me, all that I was, all the doors that this opened, all the possibilities, all of my future, 
all of these things that were gained to me that I'd worked so hard to cultivate and develop, these I have counted lost for Christ. These I have tossed aside for Christ. Jesus tells his disciples at one point, a large crowd, not just the twelve, if any man will be my disciple, he must hate father, mother, wife, children, brother, sister, yea, and his own life also. He must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus at another time tells the crowd, you need to count the cost of being my disciple. We don't hear those messages very much. But what Jesus calls us to do is to count all things lost for Christ. We're to die to ourselves. We're to deny ourselves. We're to lose ourselves in Jesus. Now, some might think that we're just giving up one set of chains, the chains of sin, for another set of chains. But I would like to emphasize today, following Christ is not being put in a different set of chains. We were created to serve God. We were created for this freedom. It's difficult. There's a cost. There's a sacrifice. But that sacrifice is due to the fact that in our fleshly nature, we still resist wholeheartedly serving God because of our sin. Even the struggle to surrender all to Jesus is due to our past bondage to sin. It's not new bondage. It's just the shadows of the old bondage. We need to know that. Paul says, I have thrown all of that aside. I've thrown all of that off. That's why he can rejoice in prison. That's why he can rejoice and ask the Philippian people to rejoice whether he lives or dies, whether he is in prison or set free, because he has counted all things lost for Christ, even his freedom, even his life. He wants to magnify Jesus in his body, whether by life or death. And he does all of this using the language over and over again of rejoice and joy. That's the heart of a servant. The heart of a servant does not find joy in their circumstances. The heart of a servant finds joy in the pleasure of the master. Whatever makes the master happy makes the servant happy. If the master is pleased by my life, I rejoice. By my death, I rejoice. By my freedom, I rejoice. By my imprisonment, I rejoice. That's the heart of a servant. And we need to ask ourselves the question, do we possess the heart of a servant? Have we counted all things lost for Christ? Now, I believe that's a process, but it's a process that comes as a result of our right thinking. First of all, we need to be aware that this is what Jesus calls us to, to count all things lost. Then we have to willingly embrace this attitude, this understanding, and then we have to start meditating and working out in our own hearts and minds how to accomplish it. And then we have to do the work of accomplishing it. We have to begin counting things lost, one by one. All those things that were once gained to us, all those things that this world values, we lay aside for the joy of knowing the Master's pleasure in us. At that point, now we can have peace. Now we can have all of those things that are promised to us because literally what we've done is We've set aside the last vestiges of the chains that used to enslave us. I pray that we would think on this and that in doing so, we would become like Paul, that we would literally, as Paul says, 
become like Jesus because Jesus did this when he left heaven, became a man, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross, giving his life. Whatever was gained to him, he laid aside for the joy of knowing his Father's pleasure. That's the heart of a servant. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this brief message. Thank you for the way Paul speaks to my heart. And I pray, Father, that each of us will hear these words as the Holy Spirit touches our hearts. Help us, Father, to lay everything aside and run the race that you have set before us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.